You have the eye for human weakness, but not the stomach. What's this about? Oh, just a feeling I have. <laughs> Ouch. When you get those feelings, insurance companies start to go bankrupt. Uh, what kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Are you the police? No, ma'am. We're musicians. It's the Al Travis Show, and one of our favorite guests, we've got him, Representative Walter Hudson, in with us today. Representative, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks again for having me. It's one of the highlights of my week. <laughs> okay, fine. It, seriously. I'll go, I'll see if I, then I don't know how you get out of bed in the morning, but anyway, we'll talk. Um, <laughs> here's here's what I'd like to do. I Last last year when the session was in, I was calling it unintended consequences. I was just seeing all these things coming in. I'm like, is anybody seeing what happens next? That being said, this year, it seems my thing is... Can we, Can the state get out of the business that may not be their business? I'm going to throw this out to you. There's a thing going on now. Uh, they want to put a housing rule in that, you know, these are going to be the rules for how to put in multi-dwelling houses and everybody in the state has to follow. I live in Blue Earth, Minnesota. It's 3,000 people. We may build one house every year when things are good. I don't need the state telling me what that house has got to look like or it's not fair because it's within so much of the city blocked and the thing. I don't want you in there. I liken this the SRO story. Back to I live in a town with 3,000 people. Know the SRO guy. Nice cat. No one had a problem with this guy or what he did or didn't do for us. And a year ago, well, we better change everything because good gosh, somebody's up happy, unhappy in these Twin Cities. Let's make a deal for everybody. And now we're sitting here with SRO issues. Any chance this could just be my local school district and my my county sheriff getting together and saying we like old Sheriff Bob? Let's have him be in here. Why is it? Can you get out of my business? You're shaking your head. No, am I wrong on this? It seems like we're the states getting involved where they don't have to. Well, of course that's true. It's I'm shaking my I'm sh- I'm shaking my head in answer to your question, which is. Can can you just be left alone? Oh, okay. um, and the and the answer is under the current Democrat trifecta, absolutely not. And I can also tell you precisely why, okay. because it it runs antithetical. You being independent, you being able to do what you want to do and what in your best judgment is the best course of action for your community and your family and indeed your very self. That runs antithetical to their religion, and their religion is equity. Their their religion is that everyone should have access to exactly the same services and have the exactly the same outcomes, and there should be no disparities measurable on, on any metric now or conceivably concocted in the future. Everybody's outcomes, everybody's score should be exactly the same. There should never be a winner. We crown no champions. Um, you know, everybody comes out with a participation trophy. That's their religion. And and I don't just mean that as some sort of um, rhetoric. It, it is a belief that defines everything they think, say, and do. And that is why you cannot be left alone. Well, let's bust down the SRO bit just that, because there's – supposedly it's moving. I don't know. They – they created the dust up last fall, last session. I, you know, your side said, Hey, we're having issues out here now. 
school districts are blowing out their SROs. We're doing this. We would like a special session. Let's get this figured out if, in case you tripped up and made this something you didn't want. They said, no, we'll, we'll take care of this. Don't worry. And I would have thought, Representative, all summer long, they would have gotten together with the school the superintendents and the police forces and come up with the brilliance. And the first day back, all right, we told you we'd fix this bad boy. And here it is. But that didn't happen. We're two weeks in, and this isn't a committee now. Can you, is there, why is it like, this shouldn't be this hard. It should be fixed. These are our children. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's there's no reason why it should have come to this. Now, I will say um, that progress has been made and concessions have been finally, finally, finally agreed to um, by the majority. And we are making progress. And it does look like we're going to have a bill that will be ready to come to the House floor. I don't know exactly when, maybe next week at the very earliest, probably Thursday. Representative Driscoll was on a little earlier today, and he said that that had a unanimous to get off this the Judiciary Committee. It came out of that committee unanimously. So both sides, whatever this whatever they figured out, even all the Republicans on the committee said, yes, no, it's got to go someplace else. I don't know how this, you know, this is most complicated. Yeah, system, but okay. he's he's referencing the Public Safety Committee on which I sit. And I was okay. one of those representatives who voted to pass it out okay. and refer it to Ways and Means. Okay, so it's got to go to ways and means, but I would presume, I mean, if you'll follow every other bill in the world, if it comes out unanimously, both sides say, okay, we can make this work. That'll go through ways and means. So next week, it should come to a House vote, right? If we're Correct. following along to the system. Presumably. I, to, okay. I mean, I mean I, you never you don't count your chickens before they hatch, but the, okay. it, it's plausible that it'll be on the House floor next Thursday. But you, you sit there, you've read through this, you understand it, you voted yes in this thing, you <laughs> and your, well, my, again, my point being is, so you got it off the thing, it's going out here, yeah. you're, you're going to go out to your fellow Republican and say, this is the best we're going to get, say yes, I, are you going to be trying to push this thing forward, and when I say that, does it have any chance in the Senate, or are we just talking about something that there's so many obstacles yet, this may not even get anywhere? I mean, my understanding is it's been making progress in the Senate as well, and that they have been coordinating the amendments that they've been taking and making um, to ensure that this breezes through as well as it could. But listen, the bottom line is, and at this point in the process, I don't want to rock the boat and potentially endanger this solution Um being provided to folks throughout the state of Minnesota, because that's what's most important. The most important thing is getting SROs back in school and ensuring the safety of our kids. But I will say that the reason why this is unfolding in the way that it is and is coming to the conclusion that it seems to be coming to is because the Democratic leadership needed us in order to get this fix done. They were not able to work with their own side Okay. to fix this problem. And I will leave it there for now and be and happy to chat with you more about it in a couple I, of weeks. When this thing goes, yeah, and, and that's what's so interesting to me, sir. Again, 18 months ago, Al and his little world, and I understand I, we had no SRO problem. Now I spent months discussing thing. I had weeks more to discuss with this thing. It didn't seem to be the need to feed the thing. But you talking about the fact that they needed Republicans to make this thing work. I want to just quickly hit another topic if I can. Um, the sanctuary uh, state 
issue, whether it actually comes up or not. Editorial in the paper today was all about, well, the Republicans, of course, you call it a sanctuary bill instead of calling it the beautiful North Star Act. Oh, they just overreacted. And now everybody, and then they go and list what's in the darn thing. And it sure sounds like a sanctuary bill that the feds can't, so, and it, 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 it's frustrating. So I ask again, because I do believe much like this, I don't think they can get it if there aren't Republicans willing to dive in there. Is there any chance that the Republicans are willing to, to move on this thing? It's, it's so convoluted. Ooh. Oh, man. I mean, that's like, that would be like watching somebody literally jump off a cliff. I, okay. I can't imagine okay. a single Republican in either chamber getting on board with the sanctuary state bill. I mean, they might as well just retire if they're going to do that. But on that same line, though, the Democrats, there are Democrats in the middle who would be in that same boat. Would you not say that if you vote to say, hey, federal yeah. government. So yeah, it's, that, does this go anywhere then? Then you're saying no. No, it's, it, it, it is a wildly unpopular idea. Um, but of course, what we've seen from the Democrats is that they don't really care whether or not ideas are popular. I mean, that's again, and I know I'm, you know, I, I'm trying to pull my punches on the SRO thing, but that, but that's the example that comes to mind is that popular opinion did not move them. Popular opinion is not what motivated the change to law that started this problem in the first place. Popular opinion is not what determined whether or not we had a special session in the fall. And popular opinion is not what brought their caucus to a resolution of the problem now. What, what what brought them to a resolution of the problem now is that they literally have no choice but to work with the minority. On this one, I might give it to you because the law enforcement end because everybody wants them to be on their side. But we took a flag; no one cared about. We know it's seventy thirty yeah. that they want want we don't want this thing that we've got, but we're going to get this thing that we got. Uh, I would take that it was like eighty um, percent like wanted Social Security to be eliminated, the tax on it, and they said, "Well, we'll massage around the edges." And now people forget that we didn't get rid of Social Security. Even some of us. My point is, I don't know they're not, they're not smart like a fox. But we talk about we'll get rid of Social Security taxes, but you know what? We massage them around the edges. You wait a year and a half, no one's going to remember, or it won't be their thing oh. to care about anymore. Oh, listen. Yeah. I mean, it's very obvious based upon, I mean, you brought up, right. Them complaining about us calling it the, a sanctuary state bill. No, we, we called it the North star act. Why aren't you calling it that? Right. <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is these people have a deeply cynical view of the general intelligence, the common intelligence. They think That's you are stupid and so much of what they do and so much of how they proceed and the, their political strategy is predicated upon their assumption that you are stupid not paying attention and will not catch on to the truth of what they're doing that is so funny i, I have to go to break but it's i would liken the thing when i grew up we called it assisted suicide some fish assisted assisted suicide now they call it made uh medical aid in death because, like, somehow everybody wants a maid. Come on. This will be okay. It's, like, it's the North Star Act, for heaven's sakes. How can you be against it? Uh, we got to go to break. We'll be back after this. I love having Representative Hudson on. You don't need to ask him his opinion more than once. Al Travis on the Al Travis Show. We've got Representative Walter Hudson on with us today. Love having him here. Uh, sir, two quick questions. Uh, I have read somewhere that you are uh, giving a big rally speech. You're the keynote speaker at some address at the Capitol. 
Uh, will you verify if that's true or not? And the second, can you at least tell us what it's all about, what you're, what you're going to, st- don't give away the ending because I want people to go to the thing, but can you give us a sneak peek at what you might be a uh, keynote speaking on? Well, that is a little bit of an exaggeration. I'm hardly on the keynote show? speaker. What? <laughs> no, there is a rally that was going to happen with or without me um, <laughs> for, for the council for Minnesotans of African heritage on which I sit. I was appointed um, by minority leader Damoth. Um, to right. serve on that council, which is the process that these things work. And I've tried to attend as many of their meetings as possible. And it's it's an interesting dynamic because it it tends to be folks from the other side who are predominantly involved in both staffing and participating and sitting on the board and being part of the conversations that a lot of their legislative agenda is stuff that I, to put it lightly, would have a very, very hard time ever okay. supporting. Um, and so it's a, it's a kind of a, an awkward dynamic, but okay. nevertheless, I, I give them my time and I take their considerations very seriously. And I'm very interested in finding the areas where there can be bipartisan agreement mm-hmm. and uh, finding the areas where our values are their values and their values are our values. And there are a lot of opportunities there. And so what's happening today at the Capitol um, between two and four, I believe they're having a rally and legislators, uh, whatever their list is, I don't even know who's mm-hmm. all on it, but we're each going to have like two minutes a piece mm-hmm. between like two thirty and three or something like that to, so to talk. Go, how do you go into this? Is it an adversarial thing? I mean, are there going to be <laughs> cheers and cheers, uh, booze when you get there? I mean, <laughs> Do you go in and just say, hey, here are things we can agree on, right? And then just throw them out there and see if they can't at least the common sense will say, you don't know? What, you haven't written the I, speech? You're going to wing it? No, I I wing most of my speaking. Um, okay. I mean, not to say that I don't prepare for it. I spend a lot of yeah. time thinking through what I'm going to say in any given situation, but I almost never write it down. And okay. I usually, to the extent that I do have a plan, I usually throw it out the second I open my mouth. And that's probably what's going to happen here too. I mean, there, so there, are, there are broadly speaking, there are three things that I'm interested in talking about. And two minutes isn't going to be enough. I mean, we've already spent far more than that here talking about it. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm interested in talking about the power that we grant to other people. Um, so when we talk about being offended, mm-hmm. when we talk about um, how how what somebody else's words, how somebody else's words made us feel. Um, and we allow ourselves to get riled up by it and to be taken off our rails and, and diverted from our course because somebody else said something, um, that is a grant of power, right? Like that's not oppression. You're not being oppressed because somebody said something that offends you. You are surrendering control of your well-being and your constitution to that other person, right? So that's one of the things I'm interested in. I don't know that I'm necessarily going to go there. Another thing that I'm interested in talking about and and exploring um, is entrepreneurship and faith. Um, Things that I saw on the ground when I visited North Minneapolis um, over the course of the last summer 
Um, the last, there, there were a couple of events, one during interim and one during last session where I was in North Minneapolis and I went there and attended a, a church service with my kids one Sunday and yeah. Um, and so, you know, the, I, I'm interested in talking about what I saw there, which was a lot of hustle, a lot of side hustle, a lot of people trying to make money and be entrepreneurial and a lot of expressions of faith churches at street festivals, talk giving testimony, making disciples, right? Um, But I think ultimately where I probably end up landing is talking about the importance of family, which is something that they don't need to be lectured about. They know the importance of family and um, demonstrating that this is an issue that Republicans should be able to join Democrats in advancing. Well, good luck uh, on it today. I thank you for taking time to be with us today. I'm completely out of time. Love having you on, sir. Let's do it again next week. Fair enough. Thanks.